Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast presented by Reality Sports Online. My name is Kyle Yates, and I am your host, and I'm joined by my good friend, Ray Garvin. Ray, we're back, man. Thursday night last week, we went, sat down to record. We were about like two hours away from recording. I was like, man, I'm waving the white flag. I can't do it. <laughs> we talked about, I think it was like a month ago that you came into a podcast that you had gotten the cold from your son who was at daycare. It was my turn now. It was my turn to get the cold from the daycare uh, still a little bit under the weather. You can hear it in my voice. Still got that. But this is a really important show, man. We're talking quarterbacks. We're talking the most important position in all of football. I had to be here, man. You had to be here. And uh, I think you were trying to uh, escape this conversation. But let me oh, tell you goodness. something, Yates. There ain't no running from it, brother. There's no <laughs> running from it. So we're here and I'm ready to dive in. Absolutely. Well, Ray is alluding to something going on there at the top of the NFL draft. I wonder what that could be. But if you are in that same boat and you're wondering what is going to happen with that number three overall pick, then you better be watching on Thursday night over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fantasy pros. We have a NFL draft live stream that is going to be going on for the entire first round. Joe P. Sapia, Mike Taglier and myself are going to be there with you the entire first round. Last year, we had over 80,000 people join us. This year, I think that we can get to double it. I think that we can do it. And we had a ton of positive feedback there from that. So really, really looking forward to that. Of course, remember to head over to youtube.com slash fantasy pros, subscribe to the channel, click that little bell to get notified when a new video drops and when we go live. Additionally, guys, we do have the Travis Etienne signed football giveaway going on courtesy of our friends at Pristine Auction. In just a few days, we're going to know where Travis Etienne ends up. And we have that signed football that we are looking to give away. You can enter that contest by going over to Apple Podcasts or CastBox, leaving a review for the show, and then going to fantasypros.com slash dynasty contest. Fill out the short form that we've got over there. You attach a screenshot of your review, submit that, you're entered for that giveaway. Again, that's a Travis Etienne signed football courtesy of our friends at Pristine Auction. 
Ray, some really, really good quarterbacks in this NFL draft class. We've been talking about it. We've been leading up to it here for the past several months. And this is where we really just want to spend some time here talking about these quarterbacks. We're not going to go super in depth because at this point, you guys know about these quarterbacks. We've talked about them in mock drafts and our, you know, our uh, rookie mock drafts and everything like that. You've heard it from every which way about these quarterbacks, but we're going to give our thoughts here is just kind of our, the things that we like, the things that we're a little bit concerned about, and then the fantasy impact of it, the dynasty impact of it. But we got to start the conversation you mentioned here at number three overall in the NFL draft. We know, we know that Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall. If you're a betting person and you want to jump in on those 10 minus 10,000 one odds, uh, <laughs> certainly be my guest. Number two overall is looking like that is written in pen here at this point to be Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU. He's going number two overall, most likely to the New York Jets. And now it all kind of zeroes in here on the San Francisco 49ers who make that trade up from number 12 overall to number three overall. Let's talk about it. It seems to be narrowed down here to Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama, and Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. If there are two quarterbacks that we have become like synonymous with our names, it's myself with Trey Lance. And it's you with Mac Jones race. So this is really interesting, man. One of us is going to be right here at number three overall on Thursday. We're going to know pretty quickly which one of us was right. Let's talk about this. In your opinion, are you locked in at this point? Like you, I mean, you've kind of been this way for the past, I don't know how many months now that Mac Jones has a very good chance of going in the top 10 and he is looking to be like the number three, uh, number three overall pick here to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, and uh, to answer your question, hell no, I'm not locked into to Jones to San Francisco. I really don't know what they're gonna do. Um, I I do believe they know what they're gonna do. They they did not make that move up to figure it out. Like yeah. I I just I, I don't yeah. believe they made that move to figure it out. Um, I understand they requested additional pro days from Lance and from Justin Fields, but I think when they made the move up, they knew who they wanted. And that was that. And I, I do believe that the person that they moved up for is Mac Jones. I do believe that. If you're asking me, Ray, the fantasy football evaluator, the talent evaluator, I do not have Mac Jones ranked ahead of Trey Lance or Justin Fields. So I wouldn't make the that would not be my selection. However, this is and I tweeted this out earlier today. I, I really I, I truly believe that the fantasy football space and the San Francisco 49ers fan base are doing Mac Jones horribly wrong. Like it's not his fault that the 49ers right. decided to trade right. three draft picks to move up to get him. All he did was take his game to a level to go from potentially a day three pick to a first round talent. And I can't do anything but commend him for acing every Absolutely. single stage of the process and put himself in position to be picked here. Again, would I do it? No. But the criticisms that I've seen about Mac Jones, I, I just think it's completely unfair. He is a good quarterback. He may not have what we believe, because let me, let me, let me just keep it real with everybody out there. None of us know anything. Do you know yep. how many players 100%. we have projected to be elite NFL talents that flame out can't in a miss, year or two? Can't miss, right. Can't miss prospects. For all we know, Mac Jones could be that good in that Kyle Shanahan offense. 
and I, I understand the the excitement, but you know what? Just as is as down as some people are saying that Mac Jones may not have the ceiling, Trey Lance played in the FCS, dude. Like let's keep it let's keep it one hundred. For here. sure. He For played sure. in the freaking FCS against Butler, who if you talk about Butler, the last thing you remember was Gordon Hayward in the NCAA championship, <laughs> Old Dominion and New Hampshire and places like that. So it wasn't like he was out there lighting up Division One talent, right? I, I just Absolutely. think that the criticism that he has faced is totally unfair because all he did was ace every damn step of the process to put himself in this situation. Absolutely. If you and that is a really important clarification here where you're splitting the conversation where you're saying Mac Jones for everything that he has done and been asked to do. Right. Because he it's not like he can go outside of the system that he was that was implemented there at Alabama. He can't operate outside of it. He can't go up to the line of scrimmage and call a completely different play and call his own offense like he's operating within what he's being asked to do. And he excelled. He the the numbers speak for itself. We're comparable to Joe Burrows on that level. Like, yes, you can break down the talent and the players that he was surrounded with, of course. But yet he thrived in what he was asked to do. Absolutely. That is indisputable. When you look at the other side and what you just mentioned there, to be the number three overall pick, Mac Jones from a talent perspective, maybe even five years ago. Yes, I do think that he is worthy of the number three overall pick. And I'm not going to, I don't have him graded there, but yeah, I'm not going to, it's a quarterback. I'm not going to fight an NFL team on that. When you bring in the greater context and when you say that you have players, and I think that you and I are kind of in the same boat, like take Zach Wilson out of the equation because I don't think Zach Wilson should be going number two overall. I think it should be Trevor Lawrence at number one overall, just based on, Everything that we've heard, the pedigree that he has, he's been billed as the number one overall prospect. I do, I don't have him graded as like the greatest college football quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, like people and the generational talent, like people are saying, but he is still worthy of the number one overall pick. Then I think it should be Justin Fields in that conversation because of everything that he has done and the pedigree that he has. So when you look in, going back to Mac Jones, when you look at that context and you say Mac Jones at the number three overall pick in a, any given year, Sure, in this year, and like you said, where you don't have him graded above guys like Trey Lance and Justin Fields, that is where the issue comes into play and where all this, like, it's why number three overall, why we're talking about it, why we spent the last five minutes talking about it, and why it's going to be the main conversation moving into the NFL draft is because everything starts at number three overall because this is such a drastic pick to move up and send three first-round picks to select Mac Jones, not because he was there on the clock when you picked, but because you're trading away future picks to go up and get him over guys like Trey Lance and Justin Fields who have the potential to be superstars. Mac Jones can be a good NFL quarterback. He absolutely can. If you give him the situation around him, you give him playmakers, you give him a solid offensive line, absolutely. He can be really, really good in the NFL. Do I think that he has the potential to be a superstar? No, I do not. And the in the way that we talk about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, these guys, you know, I don't think that he has that ceiling. But like you said, that's not his fault. He has thrived in everything that he's been asked to do. With Mac Jones, is there anything else that you want to add to the conversation here? Things that you want to get off your chest about Jones? You know, you were the one that called that he was going to be a first round pick and you called that in like October or November, right? Like you were saying and pounding the table, yeah. don't count this guy out. Even though so many, including myself, were constantly saying that he's a mid second round pick. 
No, he's now in the conversation for number three overall. You know, and you said if you were the one making the selection, you per personally would not be taking Mac Jones at number three. Is there anything else that you want to get off your chest about Mac Jones? Things that concern you? Is there anything because we've heard the positives? Is there anything that concerns you with Mac Jones? Yeah, I, I definitely think that you know he, he's well, well. Before real quick, and I and I'll be very brief here. Here's what I'll say about the superstar. Like when we talk about that, a if we're keeping it real. Heading into 2020, nobody said Josh Allen was a superstar. Nobody. There are still people right now who don't believe Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of the future in Baltimore. Okay? Right. Trading, so talking about trading him away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very easy to nitpick He's he, he, he doesn't have this ceiling when we don't know that, right? Tom Brady, and I'm not – please understand I'm not <laughs> comparing him – but he has none of the physical gifts that an Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford has. But what did he do? He operated that New England Patriots offense and system better than anybody ever operated an NFL offense. And you said, if Matt Jones goes into a system with an offensive line and a creative play caller and weapons around him, he can be a very good quarterback. What do the San Francisco 49ers have? An offensive line, a creative play caller, weapons all over the field. Are there concerns? Yes. He does not have a cannon of an arm, but I can name you 15 other quarterbacks who don't. He's not going to give you anything on the ground as far as his le legitimate rushing ability. He's got good pocket mobility, but he's not a dual-threat quarterback. I have never once said that I believe that Mac Jones was a top 10 pick. If you really want to go back through, I said he's a perfect fit in New England, sit behind Cam Newton. New Orleans Saints, sit behind Drew Brees for a year. I said he was a first-round pick. I cannot account for the incompetence of the San Francisco 49ers to give up all that draft capital to go up and get him. But I just, all I'm saying, all I'm asking people to do is give the kid a chance, man. Like, give him a chance. We don't know what he can be, and I think that his outcome, his range of outcomes, is just as uncertain as Trey Lance and Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. I don't think any of those guys are sure things at the next level. You know what? Like, let's let it play out, man. Oh, for sure. Okay, so let's talk about the fantasy impact of Mac Jones. And let's just say, let's play out two different scenarios here. Okay, let's say he goes number three overall to the San Francisco 49ers, which is the betting favorite at this point. At this point, it's looking like that's becoming more and more likely. Listening to his the press conference earlier today, I was like, man, this is just leaning. Everything is leaning towards Mac Jones. If it isn't Jones, it is the greatest smokescreen that we've ever seen. So <laughs> if he does end up in San Francisco from a dynasty, let's call it Superflex, from a Superflex rookie draft perspective, where are you drafting Mac Jones? Of course, we don't know the rest of the, you know, the landing spots and stuff like that, but just ballpark it. Is he a back end of the round one? Is he a mid round one? Is he late or mid or early round two? Excuse me. Like where does he fall and where would you be comfortable pulling the trigger knowing that Mac Jones is in San Francisco? I would say 110 to 112 range, but you're probably, if we hear his name called uh, to San Francisco, you're probably going to have a decision to make. Are you going to take Devontae Smith, Javonta Williams, or Mac Jones? I think he's going to be in that 1-8 to 1-11 range uh, after we hear his name called. But there still may be some leagues where people are still like, ah, I don't want him. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's going to be a bad move. Passing on Daniel Jones, even at that time, the value that a quarterback gives you in 2QB and Superflex leagues is not a smart, is not a smart, savvy fantasy decision. So I would say... 
I'd go anywhere Yates from 108 to 112 should should be where he goes. Okay, so then the other scenario here is that Trey Lance is the pick at number three overall, and we're not talking about Lance just yet. We're still talking about Mac Jones, but let's say then, you know, number four, Atlanta, they're not taking Mac Jones. Five, Cincy, of course. Miami doesn't look to be in the conversation. Then, you know, Detroit, maybe. You know, Mm. There's a very realistic chance then that Mac Jones falls outside of the top 10, and he falls potentially all the way to a point where New England is or Washington or Chicago. They're willing to move up, and they're willing to go get Mac Jones. So, the other side of this coin, right? We talked about, okay, we know Mac Jones is at the 110, that, that range there. If he goes to, let's call it New England, if he goes there, are you still that confident in Mac Jones from a super flex perspective or are you pushing his value down the board a little bit? You're going to have to make the decision between Mac Jones, Rondell Moore, Mac Jones, Rashad Bateman, and in super flex leagues, I'm taking the quarterback. So if he goes, if he's anywhere in round one, to a team that needs a quarterback that he's probably going to get on the field and play. Uh, I just think it would be, uh, in my opinion, it would be foolish to pass on that in a two QB and super flex league because the quarterback position is so incredibly valued and he's going to play. He's going to start at some point and starting quarterbacks are worth their weight in gold. And I do think he, I, I think he's a solid quarterback. I really do. All right, so we spent the first 15 minutes talking about Mac Jones. Let's move on to some of the other quarterbacks in this class. That's all people wanted to hear. You know Uh, they probably fair. That's probably fair. Before we keep moving with today's episode, I want to take a second to tell you all about Reality Sports Online. By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. Have you tried it, though? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. Everything from free agency to multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tag, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more can be found at Reality Sports Online. Do you think it sounds complicated, though? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, it's time to put it to the test with Reality Sports Online. You're still not sure, though? You can test out your general manager's skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code FANTASYPROS to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Uh, all right, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence here up at the top. Obviously, the quarterback out of Clemson. If you paid attention to college football for any length of time, you know the name. Uh, so let's talk about... Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, I mentioned off at the top that I do think that he is still worth taking with the number one overall pick. I still think that he has a very, very high floor. I think that he is going to be a great pro. Do I put him in the same class as Andrew Luck in Joe Burrow? No, I do not. I I had a drastically higher grade on Joe Burrow coming out last year than I do with Trevor Lawrence this year. Uh, Again, really, really good pro, but he is not in my opinion, the generational prospect that he is being built up to be. And this is just, it's concerning when I see this constantly being thrown about and we do it all the time where any good wide receiver gets comp to Julio Jones and any good quarterback gets comp to Andrew Luck and it's, or Peyton Manning. And it's constantly in that conversation. (laughs) All that does, all that does is just build, build them up in our minds to then when they don't live up to that, those expectations, then we call them a bust. Whereas if we evaluate the tape and we, consistently say you know what they're good it's up to them to turn into whatever they can be in the nfl so with jacksonville though in uh because that's where he's going in urban meyer there 
from a fantasy perspective, right? Is he worth taking with the 101? Or if you're sitting there and you have the 101 in a super flex league and you've been waiting, you've been sitting there just going, I know, you know, you you had this planned out at week four or five last season when you knew that you were going, you were tanking, you were taking the 101 there and you were going to get the 101 for next season. And you've got Trevor Lawrence. Are you actually considering moving out of that 101 for a King's ransom for someone who is more is willing to come up and give you multiple first round picks to get Trevor Lawrence? Bro, 110% yes. Moving it, moving it, moving it. I just talked about this on my show, Destination Debbie. I think that this is, and I asked Ryan McDowell um, uh, about this. I said, is this one of the more valuable one-on-ones that you've seen? Because I have not been dynastying as long as the OG McDowell. Right, and he said, no the, in, He said, yeah, the in recent memory, uh, Saquon Barkley and Andrew Luck. Those were the two like one-on-ones that probably are on par with this one. I think the prudent move, Yates, is to trade back from 101. Now, be be mindful. Don't just trade to trade. I wouldn't want to go back any further than like 104, okay? But I'm trading back off of 101 because I'm te- I've done it already. I am just fine with Trey Lance as my quarterback of the future out of this draft in picking up additional first round picks, picking up young NFL talent. I am trying like hell to move the one-on-one. And I think if you're going to do it, everyone listening to the show, you have to do it before Thursday. You have to do it before San Francisco calls Trey Lance's name. And if it's not San Francisco, it's Denver before Justin Fields lands in this great situation where people who have the one Oh two or one Oh three are thinking, Shoot, you can take T-Law. I'm fine right here. I will take Trey Lance right here. I I am trying to move it desperately if I have it. I am in complete agreement here. If I've got that 101 and I can move it for a King's Ransom, absolutely, I'm doing that. Because, and this is the reason, it's not because I'm not high on Trevor Lawrence or think that he's going to be a very good, you know, uh, Superflex Dynasty quarterback. Like, that's not the issue at all. It is the drop-off, the gap there between the 101 the 102, 103, and you mentioned even right to the 104 where you're most likely looking at someone like Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or, you know, in that range, the drop-off there is significantly less as far as the overall production. And it actually might even end up being more with someone like Trey Lance, who is probably going to rush more than Trevor Lawrence. Then, you know, uh, for the value of you sitting there at the and staying at the 101, if you're able to move down and you're able to get a, the 103, you're able to get a, another late first-round pick this year and then maybe a first-round pick next year. If you're able to make that move in a Superflex rookie league, I'm doing that 10 times out of 10 because I can yep. get a Trey Lance. I can get a Rashad Bateman. I can get a maybe even Jalen Waddle at that point if it's a late first. And then I've got another first-round pick for next year. That is smart managing in a Dynasty rookie league. Uh, I mean, I really... There's nothing else for me to add. I just... I really believe in it. And I think it, we have to, I'm going to reiterate that point one more time because I don't want anyone saying that Yates and Ray said they don't like Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a stud. I think he's going to be absolutely game changing. He's a great quarterback prospect. It has nothing. It's not an indictment on Trevor Lawrence, but it's just how much potential the rest of these quarterbacks have. You know what I mean? And if I can get a King's yep. ransom for the one-on-one spot, I think you have to do it. Absolutely. I'm in agreement there. All right, let's talk about Justin Fields. There is a drastic difference at this point of how the, you know, fantasy football community and how draft Twitter 
how they view Justin Fields and how the league views Fields. So I'm just going to throw this to you, Ray. In your opinion, why do you think there is such a drastic difference between how we perceive Justin Fields? Because anyone that you talk to and has watched his tape is going to say, yeah, this dude's a top three quarterback in this class. Like you're going to be hard pressed to find someone who does not have Fields in their top three. And yet the league is apparently down on Fields and we could see him slide in the NFL draft to the point where he's outside of the top 10, which is just ridiculous and mind blowing to me. So I guess I'll just throw it to you. Why do you think that possibly is? What can, how can you connect the dots? How can you get there to say that Justin Fields potentially should go outside of the top 10 in this NFL draft? I mean, you should see my face right now, man. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I I can't, I can't answer that. I, I, I don't know. I can't give you like sound reason why when you're talking about his his game tape, I can give you crazy answers like maybe it's the Ohio State system and they're just like I don't want Ohio State quarterbacks or maybe they don't try I, I don't know, Yates. I don't know because we, we continue to have this conversation about Justin Fields to San Francisco and in my opinion, it shouldn't even be a conversation because he should never make it to San Francisco. The New York Jets should be doing backflips for the, the, the opportunity to draft Justin Fields and it's not going to happen. And I think he's the player that, you know, every year we look at these quarterbacks and someone slides like, I, I, I can't answer it. I can't answer it. I don't know. And maybe we'll find out, you know, in four years from now, if he's a superstar, we'll all say, we told you so. And you all look foolish after number one, or if he flames out, like I, we'll have to reevaluate our process and how we kind of view these. Yeah. <sighs> Zone rec- I don't know. He's a better quarterback prospect to me than Lamar Jackson was. And um, oh, yeah. I, I know Lamar, he's a better quarterback prospect than Sam Darnold, who went number one. I think he's a better prospect than Baker Mayfield. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I really don't either. I, there is some things that are coming out about potential like epilepsy and that he's taking medicine for that, but that shouldn't be something where apparently he can manage it. He's been managing it throughout his college career. Like, and he can apparently outgrow that. Now, that's the extent of my epilepsy yeah. knowledge, so I'm not going to continue uh, talking about that. But so there, there's potentially that in play. But outside of that, man, I just I don't see anything on tape that would make you think that this guy can't be a solid, solid NFL quarterback. And poten- I, I, I said it earlier, a superstar, like for fantasy purposes, for NFL purposes, everything on his tape indicates that this guy can be a potential superstar in the NFL. So for him to fall one, just outside of number two overall. And that is crazy to me. And then at this point where, you know, we got the confirmation quote unquote from Adam Schefter earlier this week, saying that it's down to, or Ian Rappaport saying that it's down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance for number three overall. And Justin Fields isn't even in the conversation. Like that's crazy to me. So all of this just kind of goes together for me to say, I don't know what the NFL knows or what the NFL is seeing on his tape to indicate that he should go lower than the top 10. If he goes outside the top 10, I think an NFL team is getting an absolute steal in Justin Fields. And from a fantasy perspective, I am perfectly fine spending a top three pick on Justin Fields in a fantasy football uh, rookie draft because of the rushing ability that he brings, the 4-4 speed, his mobility, his arm strength, his toughness, his men- I mean, mental processing, everything, accuracy, it all is there to indicate that he can be a very, very good quarterback in the NFL. 
I, I have nothing to add, man. I, I mean, I'm I'm interested to hear why people decided. It, it, what's going to be really telling, and I know everyone's excited for the landing spots, but I can't wait to hear the coaches and GMs talk about why they made their selection of players. I want to hear why the Jets took Zach Wilson and why the 49ers took Lance or Wilson over, or Lance and Mac Jones over, you know, Justin Fields. I'm I'm ready to hear that because I don't know, man. I don't get it. All right, let's talk about Zach Wilson there, who is going number two overall, most likely. Again, we mentioned it, the quarterback out of BYU. So meteoric rise for this kid coming out like he was even in a quarterback competition at BYU throughout training camp, kind of solidified it towards the end of uh, training camp there for BYU and then just steps onto the field and takes a drastic leap. Now, we've seen that from guys like Kyler Murray to, uh, of course, and he didn't get a ton of playing time before that, but he comes out of nowhere. Joe Burrow, of course, just came out of freaking nowhere. So it's not unprecedented where Zach Wilson has this meteoric rise, but where he is now solidified over guys like Trey Lance, like Justin Fields, to be the number two overall pick. Let's just talk about it. What does he bring to the table that, is so attractive to an NFL team? And then what are some of your concerns? And then I'll kind of chime in with my own. Uh, I, I, it's the arm talent. I mean, it's the arm talent. It's the arm talent. It's the arm talent. He's got incredible arm talent. He can throw the ball, all different platforms. He's got a live arm. He's got some good improvisation skills. Um, you can see the touch at times. You can see the accuracy at times. Um, I, I think that's it. I mean, that's that's really... You can't talk about, you know, winning the big game. I mean, the biggest game that he played in versus Coastal Carolina, you right. know, toughest competition, he got got beat up on. And, yeah. you know, I was on a show with my man Thor Nystrom, and he did talk about how bad Zach Wilson was against Pete, like, legit defenses. He just wasn't good. Like, there's data to, to back that. He destroyed San Diego and destroyed San Jose State and destroyed these, these lesser opponents. But... Again, you asked me the question, what are these NFL talent evaluators seeing? They're seeing that throw that he made on Pro Day, rolling out to the left, going across his body right. He's got a, he's got a special, special arm. And I guess an offensive coordinator is saying, I can mold that. I can work with that. And that's what they do every year. I mean, that's no different yep. than Jamarcus Russell going early or any of these other guys. And I know it sounds gross, but they have live arms and coaches think that they can they can work with that. So that's what it is. Absolutely. The arm talent is the main thing that you hear about there with uh, Zach Wilson, that it's just such a natural throwing motion. And it, he does have the ability to throw it from different platforms and uh, in different arm angles, like you mentioned, Ray, which is so attractive, apparently, to NFL coaches. My concern here, and I'll mention this and just say like his Zach Wilson's ability to be able to create outside of structure is just so phenomenal. Like I was going back recently and was watching Dax Milne, his wide receiver there out of BYU and scouting him. And it was just all over the tape where Zach Wilson is bailing out of the pocket and extending the play. And he finds Dax Milne for a huge gain at the, you know, and it's just a crazy catch at the sideline. And that speaks more to like what Milne brings to the table. I think that he's flying under the radar in this class. But my concern with Zach Wilson is, yes, he can operate outside of structure and he can do it really, really well. My concern is, can you operate within structure? Are you looking to constantly bail out of the pocket? And that is all throughout Zach Wilson's tape where we see him. There's one clip that he makes like a fantastic throw on the sideline. Again, outside of structure bails out. It's a drop eight. He's got three rushing him. He has the biggest pocket that he could possibly ask for to be able to step up into and he is there for about, he takes his, you know, seven step drop and then he looks and he bails outside 
And the edge rusher, of course, is just, you know, it's a non-athletic. I forget the game that it was that it was uh, where this edge rusher is not going to be able to chase him down. What happens when the edge players get bigger, faster, stronger and are able to read and diagnose that where you're constantly looking to bail outside of the pocket? Now, I think that he can operate inside of structure, but that is a concern where he's got to work within that to then make the stuff outside of structure work even better. So. There's a concern there. There's some concerns there with Zach Wilson. If you want to talk about the ceiling and projection, he's absolutely got it. You want to talk about the floor? I think that it's bigger than a lot of people are willing to admit. Let's talk about Trey Lance here really quick before we get out of here and finish up the quarterback evaluations portion of this. Trey Lance is my quarterback one in this class. And I am saying this because of his ceiling and his potential. Yes, he has the 2020 game against uh, Central Arkansas that is just, it's not good. Like I'm perfectly willing to admit that that is not a good game on tape where he needed to show up in that game. He knew it too. He knows that that is his only game of the season where he is on the NFL draft radar and all pressure is on him as a 20 year old kid. And he, he played stiff. He didn't, he didn't look the way that he did in 2019. You go back to his 2019 tape. Absolutely phenomenal. Jaw dropping plays every, all over the place where I'm just watching that and I'm shaking my head the entire time I'm watching his tape because it's not because of what he's doing against FCS talent. It is the throws that he's making himself and the the way the play the placement of the ball and where he is putting it, how he's being able to put it into his playmaker's hands. And then on top of that, his mobility, his rushing ability, his ability to lower. He's got a truck stick, man. There is a uh, clip on tape that he's got there. He just lowers and just goes right through this incoming safety. It's just fantastic. All of this goes together for me to say if I want to project big. If I want to look back on in two years and say, why didn't I don't, I don't want to be the person to look back in two years and say, why didn't I have Trey Lance higher in my quarterback rankings? Because I do think that he has the potential to be a, again, superstar. It's a really, really solid draft. I'm not a really, really top heavy draft where I'm not going to say that every quarterback, you know, tune in next year. I'm not going to be saying that every single quarterback is a superstar. This draft is really, really special. And I think that Trey Lance, when we look back on in two years, I think that Lance stands a very, very good chance of being viewed as the best quarterback. I I don't even want to say anything because you just laid it out beautifully. Um, I do think I'll I'll add one thing. He is the quarterback that that I think if, if all things hit, right, I think he's, he he could be incredible, incredible. I agree with you. I think Zach Wilson's floor is extremely low. And I also just keep it. I think Lance has a low one too. I know he can run Absolutely. and do all of that. Absolutely. But uh, the, the, what you said, the arm, I, I said this a year ago. I said, I, he's got the biggest, arm, the livest arm in the class. We talk yep. about Zach Wilson's arm talent. Uh, Trey Lance right there. He is a punishing runner, almost to to sometimes I'm like, just get out of bounds. You don't have to run right, him over. Right. He's all of six foot four, two hundred and twenty plus pounds. We're looking at. I think he could be if if both of these players hit their ceilings. I think he can be better than Justin Fields. Like I, I really do. He's got that type of talent. So, uh, man, I just love you having the conviction and the courage and the and the fortitude to stick with this one. Yates is your QB one. I love it, man. Absolutely. I had Lance's QB one out of my summer scouting last year, and uh, I'm sticking to it, man, where I think that we're going to look back and we're going to say that Lance has the potential to be really, really special. And I think, too, 
one of the things you mentioned, like a low floor for Trey Lance, it absolutely, he absolutely does. But I don't think that it's for the same reasons that a lot of people are nitpicking. And, you know, the jump from FCS from not playing in 2020, absolutely. But people are nitpicking his accuracy, saying he can't throw on the run, like, and that that's going to be why he fails. I don't see yeah, that get anywhere out of here. on his team. Like, I don't that. see, yeah. there are throws that he makes, right? It's the same thing with Joe Burrow last year. Where I'm like, that was the only place on the football field where that ball could be thrown, where his receiver was going to be able to make a play. And I see that everywhere on Trey Lance's 2019 tape. So his accuracy, they're going to be, and, and maybe it's not because he hits the receiver right square in the numbers, but that's not what is going to make it in the NFL. Like put it into the radius, right? Like that's yeah. what you're looking for in the NFL, put it into the radius and then allow your receivers to make a play on it. So as long as you can get it within that range, then I'm not going to be super nitpicky and critique you about your accuracy levels, because as long as you can get it to the players and their <laughs> Trey Lance can get it to them with his yep. rocket arm. And I think that, uh, yeah, we're going to look back and say Trey Lance is really, really damn good. Yeah. Get, get out of here with that mess of accuracy. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. All right, man. So let's put a bow here on the quarterback evaluations portion of this podcast. And of course the pre-draft process, man, we got the NFL draft here in just a few days. So let's go through our top five here at the quarterback position. Walk me down from five to one. Who are your quarterback right. rankings for 2021? All right. So for me at five, I've got Zach Wilson at four, Mac Jones, three, Trey Lance, two, Justin Fields, one, Trevor Lawrence. All right, perfect. For me at five, I do have Kellen Mond, the quarterback out of Texas A&M, but I will say this really quick. I have Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask, and Mac Jones all in the same tier. If you want to flip them, I don't care. Put Mac Jones at five, I don't care. Uh, number four is Zach Wilson out of BYU. Number three is Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Number two is Trevor Lawrence. And then number one for me, I do have Trey Lance. Let's talk about really quick before we get out of here. Uh, Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask. I'll just fly through these. Kellen Mond, uh, four-year starter in the SEC, did not take the same jumps that you really wanted to see. He's got the tools and traits that could make an NFL team invest a second or third round pick in him in the NFL draft, bring him in as a backup, and then see if he can turn into something in the NFL. I don't think that he's going to be guaranteed a starting role. If he gets one, I think he can be successful. He's got the improvisation. He's got the mobility that could, and then a solid arm. Uh, the accuracy is a little bit, wavering something that you would like to see shored up and cleaned up but I do think that he has the talent and traits that if he continues to develop you would like to see a little bit more from him as a four-year starter in the SEC but I do think that he can be successful if he lands in the right offense uh do you want to add anything with there with Mon before I move on to Trask no go ahead okay so then with Kyle Trask obviously coming out of Florida uh big physical I mean compares to Ben Roethlisberger coming out of Miami Ohio uh at that frame and stature Really, really accurate. Incredibly accurate at uh, throws a beautiful ball. Just very similar to Mac Jones, where he's got the touch on those intermediate throws. It's just beautiful. Uh, and then great decision maker, poise in the pocket, will stand in there and take a shot, of course, that uh, lines up with his physical traits and what he's got there. Does not have a rocket arm. Does not have the type of arm, I think, that is going to cut it in today's NFL now, for everything that Big Ben is, he's got a howitzer of an arm, and that allows him to be successful with his limited mobility. Kyle Trask brings that, but he does not have the arm strength. So I think that Trask can land as a solid backup. I think that he can have some value as a super flex asset where you can hold on to him, and he'll get some spot starts here and there if you're in a deeper league. But 
I do not expect that Kyle Trask is going to end up with a starting role here. I don't think he's going to get drafted in the first round. I don't think he's going to get drafted in the second, maybe not even the third. So anything on those two guys, and then uh, we'll, we'll just kind of wrap it up here. My advice is I do think there will come a point in time where Trask and Kellen Mond find themselves as starting quarterbacks. And it may be an extended period of time for whatever reason. We saw that Gardner Minshew, other guys. My advice to everybody out there, if that happens and you have one of those players on your team, trade them immediately. Trade them. Trade them, trade them, trade them. And I'll leave it at that. Outside of those two, man, at Felipe Franks, Ian Book, Sam Ellinger, no no thank you whatsoever. No. Davis Mills. Please no. stop. Please stop no. with Davis Mills. I don't I don't get it. No. Guy's not good on tape. He's got an injury history. The first round discussion for Davis Mills, I stop. no, stop. Um, so yeah. anyway, we'll just we're grumpy men. We'll just say that. And <laughs> Davis grumpy Mills dads. Gets, <laughs> grumpy dads. There we go. <laughs> All right. Huge thank you to Reality Sports Online for sponsoring today's podcast. Ray, it has been a ton of fun, man. Just to go through this unique pre-draft process with you, man. I'm just so excited for the NFL draft. I think that it's going to be a very lit episode when we come back and be able to talk through mm-hmm. the landing spots when we say, no, it was Justin Fields at number two overall. And we're, <laughs> you know, reacting to that. And uh, it's just going to be a ton of fun. So stick with us, guys. We're going to make sure that you are covered for your dynasty rookie drafts and everything that you need as those are going to be happening pretty quickly after the NFL draft. So we'll be here to make sure that you're covered and ready to go. Ray, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you, Yates. Absolutely. All right. For Ray Garvin, I'm Kyle Yates, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.